On today's podcast, we have Lexi Wilcox, and Lexi is a health and wellness coach, and she has a long history of struggling with her own health issues, which has caused her to be passionate and research a lot of different subjects. So she has a five-phase process that she takes her clients through, and she has seven subjects that she's really passionate about that can increase anybody's health and wellness. Hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, Lex, welcome. Thank you. Thanks I'm for excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. I, I love this subject because for me, I think health is wealth. Yeah, it and totally is. It's a confusing subject too because when you're in your 20s, a lot of these things that you're not doing, sometimes you don't see the effects until yeah. down the road. Mm-hmm. And so it's like really hard. Like, is this important because I eat whatever I want and I look great or I feel f- fine and but I think as you get into your 30s, you start to like see things and totally. things catch up with you. Yeah. But then like 50s and 60s, sometimes it's too late. Yeah, totally. And I always hear like, oh, I'll just go to the gym. I'll work it off. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> your body needs the fuel and it needs to feel good and it impacts your entire life. Totally. And I just think like it's also a good reminder anytime you're sick because yeah. you're like, Oh my gosh, my health. Totally. Totally. But it's so hard because we take it for granted. When you have it yeah. every single day, good health. Yeah. It's hard to appreciate it, right? Totally. And I feel like, yeah, a lot of people wait until it's too late and then they treat it as more of a oh shoot, I'm I'm screwed yeah. instead of a preventative care. And I yeah. feel like that's what I'm I love because let's stay on top of it while you're young, while you're healthy, and yeah. then continue from there. Something I always hit really hard at our company is that prevention is always cheaper than cure. Totally. So I say an ounce of prevention is a pound of cure. Yeah, absolutely. Just take care of it beforehand yeah. and it's, it's always better. So tell us about you. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So Any hobbies, all that stuff. Yeah, totally. So I am from Utah, just okay. born in Riverton. Um, and yeah, I grew up dancing. I started dance. My mom was a preschool teacher and so, well, she still is, but she had a, like a studio, a dance studio in her basement. So she was my teacher and I loved it. So from two to probably like six-ish, I danced just kind of recreational. Okay. And then I moved more competitive. And I feel like that really, yeah, it taught me a lot about discipline and showing up and hard work. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so danced my entire childhood and teenage years through high school yeah yeah I went to a performing arts high school actually so that was super fun I loved it honestly like I only went for one year it was my ninth grade year and I'm like going back to a a normal high school was like completely different because everybody's friends everybody's like hey how was your show how was LA how was this Mm -hmm. we wore like dance clothes every day like it was just it was a fun environment so going back to like a normal high school I was like I I can't do this so I graduated a year early and I already knew my career I knew what I wanted to do so I was like I don't want to be here anymore and just waste my time so I went to Riverton High School and yeah, danced. And then I got married. I've been married for three years. So yeah, cool. he does. He's actually in like a similar line of work. He does sports massage and like muscle recovery. Okay. So it's fun to like bounce people back and forth yeah. because we're in the same office actually. For so sure. it's like clients There's will set up. There. Yeah. Clients will set up like an appointment with me and then they'll go see him. Cool. And so it works really well. Um, we have a dog. He's a German shepherd. He's two. So Sweet. he's fun and energized and playful. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah. So you, like a lot of your life was dance, then how did you get into what you're doing now? 
Yeah. So I feel like my passion for health really started really, really young. My mom, she's always like, you were asking where food came from when you were in your high chair. Like, wow. where is this coming from? Like, what's what am I eating? What am I putting in my body? Yeah. So I feel like that curiosity definitely started as a child. And then as I got older, um, I started to be a little bit more aware and I was really sensitive. And so any like animal stuff, I was like, I can't do that. So I actually gave up meat when I was six years old. And then that kind of spiraled wow. onto what is that actually doing to my body? What is yeah. it doing to like my emotions? And so I feel like that taught me the discipline of like, I'm going to listen to my body and that just doesn't work for me. And so yeah. I began I would, it's so funny because I posted something on Instagram and I had this girl that I went to elementary with and she was like, I remember you walking around like at lunch, like telling people you probably shouldn't eat that. Like that doesn't really? support your body. At early age. You at stopped eating meat at six. Six years old. Yeah. That's incredible. It's actually. And why? What was the why behind that? Um, I feel like it was, for me, it's just, and I, I'm not as tied to it anymore but I feel like it's like the animal rights and the just I love animals and so okay, I'm like more, more for that yeah, than health reasons totally totally yeah. yeah well actually at that time I feel like I was pretty like advocating for anything vegan and now I'm like you know what everybody's so different and so sure. if you want to eat me great I don't I don't judge you at all yeah. a lot of my clients do but for me and like my emotions and my sensitivity I'm like if I were to put that in my body I'm I just can't, yeah. can't stomach it. Do you have any clients on the carnivore diet? I actually do. That's me. funny that you asked. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah, she messaged me. We just barely put her on last week and she was like, I know it's completely opposite of what you eat, but I just want to try it. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not a huge fan of extremes. And so it was a little bit hard for me. I did a little bit more research into like the benefits and why. And I just yeah. asked a lot of questions, but yeah, we're going to try it for four weeks and see okay. how she feels. But, Pretty interesting. Do yeah. you eat meat now? I don't. No. Okay. I'm so well. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go back to kind of how I how I developed that. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Vegetarian at six. Vegan in ninth grade. So I was what like thirteen, fourteen. Um. And then every what day. What was your reasoning for that? It's funny because every day on the bus, because my school, the American Fork, well, sorry, the Performing Arts High School was in American Fork. Okay. So it was kind of a long bus ride. And so every morning I would be up and I had like an hour to kind of go pick everybody up. Yeah. And I would listen to a documentary and watch like a health documentary cool. about body. A lot of it was vegan stuff. Yeah. And so I feel like I saw one. It was it's called Earthlings. And I was like, I just I can't do it anymore <laughs> for my own my own sake. So I cut out meat. And then, um, yeah, I started personal training in high school and I was just working under like a bigger company. And then it was just mentor after mentor and learning. And I always knew that I wanted to do nutrition. It was just kind of waiting for the time because mm -hmm. I was 16, 17 at the time. So I legally, I couldn't practice cause I couldn't get certified. <laughs> yeah. So I was like giving things out kind of like as I could. And then I started working for, the current company that I work for and my boss is amazing. His name's Jeff Green. And so I've learned tons from him and just, yeah, growing and expanding and doing my own continuing education. But cool. So yeah. now when you coach and you coach on nutrition, right? Yeah. Or like, what do you call it? Nutritional so, coaching or yeah. Anything health and wellness. So health okay. and wellness coaching. Cool. Yeah. 
And you have seven principles that you usually coach on. Yes. What are the seven? So mindset, nutrition, hydration, sleep, exercise, and hormones. And I'll kind of I'll break all of those down because I feel like that it feels like a lot. But mindset. And support, right? Oh, sorry. Yes. Sorry. And support. And support. Um, yeah. So mindset, we really focus on building that relationship that you have with yourself, that you have with food. I feel like mindset's kind of at the core of everything. If you don't believe that you can do it or you have this story in your head that, oh, I've always been overweight, this is just my reality or, um, yeah, I'm just big boned or whatever you're telling yourself, like unless you can change that story and that identity that you have, you're not going to follow a meal plan. You're not going to go to the gym. And so it's really creating a foundation of success and um, knowing that you can and it's actually possible. So a lot of my clients are doing gratitude and affirmations and meditation, mindfulness exercises, really anything that they can do to build that that relationship and that intuitive side. Yeah. Do you start with mindset? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's kind of at the core of core of everything really digging into why are you doing this why is it important to you like my why um I didn't mention this in my history but I dealt with tons of health issues so I mean I was health conscious at six years old like you would think like oh you probably had it great you know yeah but no I was dancing a lot of hours a week like I I can't even count but I was active, I was eating clean, um, but I felt like crap all the time. I was so tired. Um, my moods were all over the place. I just felt gross. Um, and then I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and then celiac. And then um, I was pre-diabetic. Like it was just one issue after another. And I was like, what is happening? Like I started to develop this bad relationship with my body of my body's failing me or um, it doesn't matter what youth? I do. That was, yeah, that was all in my youth. Do you have any siblings or parents that have dealt with similar issues? Yeah, well, so it's just me and my sister, and my sister, um, no, her body okay. her body can handle anything, but my mom, yes, we're very similar. similar. Yeah. And so that was in my high school years, and so I think that that's what keeps me going is because I remember my why, and I remember I did not feel good. And so I think that that's all a mindset thing of getting into the right mental space of why am I doing this? Yeah. So that's what keeps me going personally. Yeah. So, so in mindset, you talked about affirmations. Yeah. Meditation, meditation. mindfulness exercises, grounding, journaling. There's yeah. so many routes that we could go. And that's really what I do with anything. It's what works for you. What can you maintain long-term? Yeah. What do you enjoy? I'm not going to force my clients to journal if they don't want to, sure. <laughs> but it's helpful. And I'll tell you why, you know, yeah. what about like what I would be curious on this right now in your personal schedule do you have time for each of those things yes and i feel I think like it's helpful for others to hear people's routines yeah absolutely so i feel like i i'm proud of my routine because i've i've kind of created it in a strategic way so i wake up i go to the gym in the morning so i'm up at like five and i usually i'll wake up i'll meditate for like five, 10 minutes. My thing is simplicity. Even, I mean, my goal would be meditating for longer, but if I can yeah. be like a habit and I can make that a routine, just five minutes, everybody sure. has five Simple. minutes in the day, you yeah. know? So I take five minutes to kind of ground first thing in the morning because I feel like your mindset's most 
reactive in that time. You can wake up thinking about yesterday or you can wake up thinking about what you're going to create today. So five minutes to meditate, five to ten. And then I journal and kind of write out my thoughts. What do I want to create for the day? What didn't serve me from yesterday? How am I feeling? Kind of an overall overall wellness mindset check and then I go move move my body and just yeah flow with the gym and cool. work out and what then about I, gratitude anything I on, do that kind of when I'm when you journal when I journal okay cool my favorite way to do gratitude I I like gratitude like I'm grateful for this but it feels a little surface so what I love to do is it feels so good I like that phrase better mm. because I feel like it gets your body involved of like oh it feels so good to be loved it feels so good to feel supported it feels so good to feel healthy like even saying those your body's like oh yeah it does totally. instead of I'm grateful for my house yeah it just there's yeah. a difference so that's what how do I do, do it. in your meditation that five um minutes. yeah I usually right now I've just been practicing like a guided meditation or through your app yeah i cool. use insight timer or headspace okay or even one on like youtube i love joe dispenza and his work i don't know if you're familiar with him yeah yeah so cool. joe dispenza um i'll do one of those or just simple music i kind of use it as a time to like zone out so yeah. it's yeah so, so mindset and then nutrition let's talk about that yeah. Because we were kind of going there before mindset anyways. Totally. Nutrition. So do you give your clients like a meal plan or is it stay away from this or eat more of this? What does yeah, that look like? Totally. So with nutrition, it gets a little bit complex because everybody is so different. And so it's a little bit tricky. Like a lot of clients will come in and they're like, well, what can I expect? And I'm like, I don't know until we get started, you know? Sure. So how I generally do it. Um, we gather all the data, we figure out what works for them, what foods do they like, what foods don't they like, yeah. any food sensitivities, allergies, do they have any hormonal issues? For example, like somebody with a thyroid issue, we need to stay away from gluten, dairy, um, grapefruits, we can add in Brazil nuts. Like there's a lot of details that we have to kind of gather and figure out. And then I go into I love the way that I love to work it if I can and if the client's open to it, a meal plan first because I feel like it sets up the foundation. You can't, I feel like we're in a day and age where everybody wants to intuitive eat, but you can't intuitive eat if you're living and you're acting out of what sounds good and your cravings, right? So if you bring it back to the meal plan, you get to know portion control because that's kind of getting lost. Um, What foods support you? What foods feel the best in your own body? Yeah, yeah, you can start to adapt to what that is. And then I move to more macros. You can't follow a meal plan forever. I mean, you could, but it would be kind of miserable in my opinion and not realistic. And so meal plan to macros so you can actually learn and... um, implement what you've what you've learned and then eventually more into intuitive eating i want my clients to know what their body needs and know how to how to feel their body in the i don't like the right way but in a way that works for them so and i totally see the point that everybody's different and i know that's why a lot of people are doing blood work and just seeing how their body responds to different foods totally what are the common threads though that no matter who you are you should probably follow these in your opinion ah that's a hard question um because it is so controversial um 
in my opinion, I feel like gluten is a huge issue and it's not necessarily the gluten itself. It's the processing that we're, sure. that we're taking yeah. that through in America. Yeah. And I feel like some people could fight me on that because some no, people I are like, no, way. it's fine. <laughs> you know, was, last year I learned, uh, there's a lot of people in our neighborhood that make sourdough through the starts that yeah. have been passed down, whatever. Yeah. And I honestly had never heard this in my life that people can eat that that usually have problems with gluten yeah, and totally. it doesn't impact them at all. Yep. Yep. Totally. Like, are you kidding me? I so know. it's just how we process yeah. our bread in yes. the United States. Like yeah. that blew my if mind. If you were to go to Europe, yeah. you'd be totally fine. You wouldn't fine. have a problem. Yeah. So the same way about gluten, I feel that same way as you. I feel the same way about meat mm -hmm. and dairy here. Mm -hmm. If I was in a different country, I'd probably eat a lot more meat yeah. and maybe dairy. Yeah. But it's how we process it and what we feed our meat totally and everything we inject in their bodies and everything like that. Yeah. So, so for me, I look at it more as like a regional, depending on where you live in the world, yeah. that's what you should eat. Yeah. That's kind of my mind's like gluten, dairy and sugar, caffeine, anything that's kind of amplifies everything, but yeah. obviously sugar. I'm like, live in balance. If I'm going on a date with my husband and he's like, sure. Hey, let's go get some ice cream. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, no, I can't have that. You know, but yeah. if it's, if it fits my, my balance of dairy free and low sugar, then I, then I will. But yeah, the other thing I think about too, and this is like, this is just for me, right? This is just Brandon's philosophy on food, but I think evolution is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually one of the strongest forces in this entire world is totally. evolution. And so I just think, Let's take monkeys, for example. If monkeys lived for millions of years and they always ate the same thing, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we started giving them monster energy drinks and all chips and packages and yeah. all the medication and like just all the crap that we eat. Totally. Would they have health problems? Would they have anxiety? Would they have depression? And I think absolutely they totally. would. Totally. So yeah. I kind of always think in my mind is like, what should I eat? What should I not? Well, humans in evolution what did we eat for hundreds of thousands of years whatever your belief is on how long humans have been on the earth but i'm like i should probably stick to that stuff yeah because the, i don't think the we real fully, food <laughs> yeah real food i don't think we understand the consequences of all these new things that we're eating yeah well i mean even if you look at a nutrition label like the actual ingredients half the words you can't even pronounce yeah, you don't even know what they are You're like i have yeah. no clue what that is like msg i I could be, well, I'm not even going to give a number because I could be way off, but it's got like tons of different names and yeah. MSG. That's a huge issue because totally. it turns off your brain signal to even feeling full. And so you're just hungry and hungry yeah. and hungry and it's super, super addictive. Yeah. And so that's in 90% of the packaged items, you know, it's all over the place. I love the topic of nutrition. Like I could probably geek out on just nutrition for an hour. Totally. One of the other thoughts I've heard on this is look, if, if you can't make that food based off what you have in your kitchen, stay away from it. Yep. Like if flour, water, salt, like yeah. if you can't recreate it. And so I, I believe in that. So maybe I'm like more extreme or old school, but I totally think at least for my body, that's what's worked. Yeah. And the other thing is I love capitalism. There are some things I think that are flawed with capitalism. For example, in the food industry, if your job is to sell food and make a profit, you're going to use any chemical you can Absolutely. to get people to keep consuming that. And MSG is a byproduct of that, right? Yeah. And so well, it's just it, like understanding business helps you understand more of the food industry. Well, it's crazy because the businesses that are causing all of the issues are the ones that are investing 
into the medical and vice versa. Does it make sense? Yeah. Um, and so that's they're kind of working together. Yeah. It's like, okay, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yeah. yours. Yeah. And we're kind of sending people back and forth. It's like, oh, we know that they're going to have an issue with what we're providing. So we'll invest in it, you know? And so it's just, it's crazy when you get into like, yeah, the business side, it's. Yeah. I love that you brought up just balance and being happy too, because when I first started dabbling with my personal nutrition and figuring out what works for me, I, I probably swung too extreme. Mm -hmm. And then that felt so restrictive that there would either be times where I would just like be like, man, my life sucks. Or yeah. like, you know, you, you break your record and you're just like, okay, screw it, whatever. I'm going yeah. back. And so the healthy balance that I found for me is during the week, I go pretty strict. Mm -hmm. And then like date night, I'm like, all right, I'll have a Coke totally. here and there or yeah. we'll have a dessert. But during the week, I'm like, no meat. I try to stay pretty strict with that yeah. and just water only. Totally. And that's like my happy medium. And so I think it's important when everybody starts their journey, they're usually on one end of the pendulum and then mm -hmm. it swings to the other yeah. and then it might swing back and back until you find that equilibrium totally. for you. Right. Yeah. And I always tell my clients, all I expect, follow your plan 80% of the time. That's cool. My new Love phrase that. is memories over macros. And so if you are having a good time, enjoying yourself and making memories, yeah. the nutrition, it'll always figure itself out in one thing off of your meal plan isn't going to hurt you and kill your progress. But it's awesome. also being aware because I have clients all the time. They're like, well, it was a birthday party and I had cup like I had a cupcake. I'm like, sure. great. How was it? Well, it wasn't even that good. Then why did you have it? You yeah. don't have to have it just because it's totally. there, you know? So really being, yeah, really being picky on, is it worth it to me? Is it worth the stress that my body might go through? Is it worth, um, maybe feeling a little bit bloated or is it like, no, this is my favorite food. I, I love it. I'm going to fit it into my day, you know, yeah. and have it and enjoy it and then get right back on track. You know, it's not going to kill your progress. To me, food just proves that we're totally emotional creatures Absolutely. because if you were looking at it from a logic standpoint, it's like, are you going to remember that food in five minutes? Mm -hmm. Is that food going to do anything for totally. your satisfaction? It won't. Yeah. So it doesn't matter really if you drink Coke or water or the burger or salad. Yeah. Because in five or 10 minutes, you're moving on with your life and it's the next thing. So yeah. it's just a very temporary high that you're getting from totally. the food. Totally. Totally. So it's like, man, why don't I just eat the healthier thing? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so interesting, like the psychology behind it, because talking through like different cravings and all of the things, like some of it, it could be rebellion. So I have some clients like pissed off at me for the first few weeks. Like, well, you're telling me I can't have it. I'm like, I've never said that. Like, yeah. eat it, enjoy it. But they're they're setting that expectation for themselves that they're like, I have to be so strict. And I'm like, no, let that go because that's only going to cause the rebellion. And like, I need to do this. I need sure. to indulge or whatever. There's a lot of or, different reasons to eat different things. Stress, yeah. rebellion. Yeah, totally. So, Even like serotonin drops, serotonin, like yeah. cravings at night. It's a huge serotonin drop when you're, when the sun goes down, your yeah. serotonin's down. And so it's like, I need something to fuel that and feel good. So yeah, One of the last things I want to talk about nutrition is on the flip side, like it's good to have balance, but it's also really important to stay, uh, like stay with the plan. For example, the reason why I bring this up is a lot of the people that aren't getting the results they want and they're working out so hard or running for hours. My opinion is it's like 80% nutrition, 20% yeah. exercise. Absolutely. And yep, it's you're a way spot on it's way easier to move the needle if you just change what you eat. Yeah. So you could go run for two hours straight. You could go work so hard in the gym. Yeah. 
And for me, I'm like, man, it just takes a little bit more discipline, but it takes a lot less time just to change how you eat to get the results. Well, generally, and generally, I'm saying that heavily because there's hormones, there's body, there's genetics, there's all of the things that go into it. But generally, it takes about 3,500 calories to burn one pound. So if you think think of that in terms of your workouts. Yeah. Like, no wonder, you know, you can't out train a a bad diet. It's just, it's not going to happen. So if you put yourself in a slight calorie deficit, which I mean, again, that's just basic science, calories in, calories out. Yeah. That's where a lot of the things are going to come and you're going to notice more success and your body's going to feel better. Your hormones are going to come more into balance and overall, you're just going to feel better. That's so cool. I've never heard that before. I love that. Yeah. Let's talk about hydration. What's your thoughts on that? What do you teach your clients? Um, well, we can kind of blend the sleep and the hydration yeah. because I feel like both of those things, it's slow and progressive. And so if you can get a little bit more water, a little bit more sleep just every day and continually build until you feel like you're at a good place, then that's the key. I don't expect any of my clients like, oh, you have to have like a gallon of water a day. I think it's just listening to your body. And I mean, minimum, just kind of a like rough range is about half of your body weight in ounces. So I feel like that's kind of where I always start people and then continually build until you're like, oh, I feel so great. My energy is good. That will help your hunger, your brain, your hormones, all of it. A gallon is so hard. It Again, is, it's like up to your body, right? Everybody body's different, but water's always been my biggest struggle. So. Yeah, because like the gallon is way too much yeah. for me. I've tried that, and I just noticed like I can usually do a lot less than yeah. that for my body. Yeah, totally. And I'm peeing clear, mm-hmm. and like everything's great, you know. And you feel all bloated. Yeah. yeah, I get it. So okay, and sleep. What's your thoughts on sleep, and what do you usually coach on there? Um, I feel like I I always encourage clients like get up with the sun, go to sleep with the sun, like. All of that natural rhythm. In the summer, it's a little bit hard. I'm in bed by like 9.30 and me and my husband are like, hmm, are we like old? <laughs> like, yeah. why? That is like, hard it's to so do, though. light. Well, we have no kids. Like, it's just us. Yeah. Us and our dog. So I'm like. But for most people, it's like, whether they're staying up watching Netflix, whatever, totally. like to go to bed early is hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but I think that if you can get up earlier, your actual like pineal gland, it starts to secrete. So let's see if I can simplify this into like easy, simple terms. But when you wake up with the sun and you get early morning sunlight between the hours of like 7 and 9 a.m., it will actually help your melatonin production at night. So it's kind of a delayed effect. And so I always encourage my clients like go on an early morning walk or go sit out on your porch and like journal outside, like get your eyes in the sun because you'll actually be more tired when it's time to go Mm. to bed. And then, I mean, your body's very adaptable it's going to adapt to whatever you do consistently so yeah the first few nights of going to bed a little bit earlier it's going to be hard you know and you might have to move some things around and fix your schedule but if you can get to bed even like 10-15 minutes earlier every week like that's better than what you were doing you know so again kind of just progressive um yeah i like seven to eight hours seven to eight hours okay Sleep, I look back and I'm like, man, sleep is, it, it's so variable depending on your age. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people when they're in college, it's like 
you could just stay up late, get a couple hours of sleep, wake up the next morning and go and you're mm-hmm. totally fine. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like in your 30s, they're like, how did I do that? Totally. It totally. just changes so much. Yeah. But I also feel like, I mean, think about like the college years. I was talking to, was it a client or a friend? I don't remember. But about like teenagers and the whole like puberty phase because everybody's like, oh, like we all break out. We're all moody. We're all like super tired. But if you think about your lifestyle at that, that time and that age, everybody's drinking tons of soda. Everybody has like the processed foods, school lunches, staying up late, sneaking out, whatever. And it's like the whole time of your life in that phase, like it's going to mock how you feel too and so i'm like can you really survive on less sleep i mean yeah you can survive are you going to feel your most optimal and your your best probably not you know so yeah but i I think that that's a good point because yeah it is so unique to your own body and then you're like well it's fine like i'm operating fine but the long-term consequences of that can be big i just finished a book called why we sleep and it was fascinating really okay first book i read that shows science to lacking sleep and what that actually does to your body yeah and in the first like chapter or two it'll scare the crap out of you interesting okay you'll i for me i'm like hard shift i'll have to read it this so yeah that's an interesting one so that's sleep and hydration exercise let's move into that yeah what's your thoughts there um my thoughts start small and just progressively everything I do is progressive let's I want you to enjoy it so whether that means going to the gym or going on a hike or doing yoga or um jump roping in your house you know whatever you can do to stay active my minimum is just like an hour a day of movement so you can go on a walk or any any of the things I mentioned but um yeah just moving your body I feel like we're becoming so still nowadays it's Mm -hmm. either like we're go 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 or like just sitting on the couch you know and so i think incorporating even like a hobby of something that you enjoy to keep you active and keep your body moving um movement is medicine and it's it's not only good for you but you're going to feel good you know and so that's why i love working out in the morning because i'm automatically like oh an endorphin release serotonin like i feel i feel better so think amplifying that in any way that you can but yeah and I with exercise like less is less is more I my schedule in high school I would wake up go to the gym for cardio then I would go to my performing arts I would dance and then I would go to my competition my competition team dance some more and then sometimes even go to the gym and I was killing myself like yeah but I loved it and I was like it was almost like this addiction (laughs) but I wasn't noticing any results like I was like I'm not building any muscle I'm so tired and I'm super super stressed all the time and so when I started to dial it back to four or five days a week going 45 minutes a day I'm like okay I'm actually noticing something and I feel good and I enjoy it it's not yeah. like this chore. So yeah, less when, is more. <laughs> less is more. I totally agree. When I talk about this with other people, they're usually surprised because I only do 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I try and go really hard in those 30 totally. minutes. And oftentimes, sometimes it's 40, 45. But I think a lot of people, like if they're trying to do muscle building, whatever, they're there a minimum hour and a half. Yeah. And I, well, I just think there's other ways to still do it. And it goes back to that same point, like, 
everybody has 30 minutes. And if you don't <laughs> have 30 sure. minutes, like make some time because you're not living your life. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, when people expect like, oh, I have to be there for two hours a day, it just gets overwhelming and yeah, you're not going to want to go anyway. So let's talk about hormones. I'm, I'm not like too familiar with this and have never actually researched this and dove yeah. deep. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts here. Totally. Yeah. And I always tell my clients, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I can't prescribe anything. I'm, I'm not a hormone specialist, but they do play a role in how you feel, how you look and how your body responds to things. And so I always look through blood work and we do as a company and just kind of make sure that we're on the same page with our doctors and establishing like that healthy balance and I feel like it's really cool and really rewarding to see numbers start to drop as somebody gets healthier I had a client um diabetic like really extreme diabetic and he was on tons of medication and um yeah he came to me in February and his a1c which is like your your glucose was at a 9.4 and healthy range is a it's a f- anything below a 5.7. And in seven months, we got it down to a 5.8. Wow. So, and he's, he was off like tons of medication. I feel like every week he'd text me and he's like, my doctor dropped this medication. My doctor wow. dropped this medication. And so it was really cool because he's like, I've tried everything. Like I've tried all of the diets, but when we can get in line, I mean, I had him testing his blood sugar three, three times a day breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just so I, just so I knew when I was on the same page because I needed to know how internally his body was responding. He could be losing weight and I still wouldn't know, okay, what does the blood work show? Is it actually working? So yeah, it was, it was a really fun, um, and interesting, um, process because we figured out really what worked and yeah, it was successful. What was key for him? Was it working out? Was it nutrition? It was just the nutrition. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, he wasn't moving a ton. I mean, like walks and again, general movement, but he wasn't like killing himself at the gym. It was just eating consistently and that blood sugar balance, which I mean, blood sugar balance is kind of key to a lot of the nutrition. So fat, fiber, protein, adding that in with a carb to kind of help slow the release of glucose is really what I focused on him. And so, yeah just managing that better and teaching him the tools on when you go out to eat because he still was he was going out to eat his routine he'd go out to breakfast like three to five times a week like just because he loved it and so he still managed to do that even while he was going to like a ton of I mean breakfast food it's like pancakes and eggs and bacon you know it's not always like the healthiest but we still managed to get somewhere so so when you start working with somebody they're always going to do blood work. Not always. Um, I recommend it because yeah. I like to see where their body's functioning. Um, most clients that see me, they are dealing with more of the chronic issues. And so it's, I already have this from six months ago. Can you take a yeah. look at it? Okay. So some people do. Um, others will just get started and see where we go. And if there comes a point where I'm like, you know what? scientifically you should be losing more or we should be noticing a difference and we're just not so i think that there's something that i can't physically see with my eyes and we have to take it a step further to blood work so we can actually know what's going on internally how often will you reassess blood work um like how often do i recommend they get it yeah Is that what you're okay Quarterly after that 
Um, yeah, I feel like one to two times a year. Okay. So, yeah, depending on the issue and what they're dealing with. Yeah, and you said but, chronic issues. Mm-hmm. Give some examples. Um, autoimmune diseases, IBS, Crohn's, um, anxiety, depression, Hashimoto's. I have some with like, I have PCOS myself, and so it's it's interesting when you get diagnosed with something, you tend to attract people oh, that are dealing with yeah, that. I'm sure. like, okay, interesting. So PCOS and like hormonal imbalances, issues like that. Okay. So kind of, it's a broad, it's a broad spectrum. So out of all of those, in your opinion, how how many of those can be solved with the seven principles? I mean, I want to say everything. Wow. I it's it's hard because I'm like I can't guarantee everything, um, and obviously I'm only half of the equation. I always tell my clients sure. like I can't do it for you, yeah. and so if you show up and you you are doing what we're talking about and I can't solve it by myself. I mean, we have a whole team that we refer to. It's like, okay, we've got the therapist, we've got the blood work, we've got like, we have our, our relationships so that we can refer so that the client does get the best results. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I would say, yeah, if you're doing, if you're doing everything that you can, I think any illness is treatable and reversible for the most part. I mean, You might have to keep an eye on it, but yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's, that's always yeah. the goal. What's your thoughts on support? That's the last of the seven. Yeah. Um, so support slash environment. I feel like your environment is huge and who's actually in your circle. So I meet with clients once a week just to ensure that they are feeling supported. And outside of that, I mean, I text my clients. I call my clients pretty regularly just to make sure that we're on the same page because the hour that they're with me, I mean, of course, we're engaged. We're having a conversation like this, but then after they leave, where does their brain go? It sometimes goes to like the subconscious brain, and they're acting more out of like habits and routine. And so, checking in to make sure, like, hey, how are you doing? How's that goal that we talked about? You know, so mm-hmm. really providing that support. Um, but outside of like me and the office, like what's going on at home, is your spouse in support? Because I've I've noticed like those spouses, they'll get you if they're not on the same page. Like it's hard to maintain a lifestyle when your partner's either being rude or mocking it or just not in alignment with what you're doing. And so really having those conversations, that doesn't mean that they need to leave their partner, but Hey, how can we make this work? If I want to be healthier, what do we need to do as a team to make sure that I can achieve that? Um, but then also like kids and what's in your pantry and like, What's in your fridge? Like, of course, if you have fruit snacks and candy in your your pantry, you're going to reach for that if that's your habit. And that's so, why getting the spouse on board is so big, right? Yeah, totally. So yeah. If they're eating completely different than you, then there's stuff in the pantry in the fridge. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's hard. And people are like, I can't do this by myself. Well, yeah, you can't. And so that's why you have a whole team of people cheering you on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, friends, family, doctors really anybody in your your network that you can rely on and and yeah lean on <laughs> yeah out of those seven things or maybe anything else dealing with health what's something that society commonly accepts as truth that you're like no that's just that's not right i feel like it's just the one size fits all everybody's looking for the next like quick fix and the macro ratio that will work best and 
um, the pills and the diets and all of these things. It's just, I feel like in my opinion, it's so unique to what you what you need and what your body functions best on. And so it's honestly, I tell all my clients, like complete transparency. It's all trial and error. Like, I don't know how your body's going to respond. Yeah. I don't know the direction to take this until we get moving and until I see some data of what's working and what's not working. So as long as you show up and do what you need to do, like, I feel like that's the biggest key and consistency. A lot of people, they'll try something for even a month and they're like, oh, I didn't notice anything. Well, were you doing it like your absolute best or were you just kind of doing it? Yeah, totally. What, uh, have been some influential books, podcasts, documentaries, anything that you'd recommend? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I love books. That's hard to like condense into a few, um, podcasts. I'll kind of talk through my favorites. I love Tony Robbins, anything Tony Robbins related. I'm a huge, huge advocate for him. Um, and then Joe Dispenza, I think he's amazing. He's incredible. He works a lot with like the mindset and really creating like a new identity of who you want to be. Um, some books I love, there's one called a happy pocket full of money. That one's really interesting. It's all about wealth and like wealth consciousness, like kind of the whole mentality of knowing that it'll work out and creating it before it's even there sometimes. Um, and then you are a badass is really good. Um, trying to remember who that's by. But yeah, she's got a few. She's funny. She's like a fun read. I think a lot of the spouses here just read that. Really? Yeah, yeah. And they loved it. It's so good. She's yeah. just like, the whole time I was like, she's funny. Like, That's it's a cool. fun read. Um, the Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins is really good. Um, I feel like I just YouTube everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah on this topic, this topic, like, just kind of look it up. I love Abraham Hicks. Um, she does a lot with like law of attraction and mindfulness, but yeah. Yeah. So what is a coaching, um, like whether it's, is it monthly? What does it look like? What does the package look like? How much is it? How often do they talk to you? Is it kind of a standardized thing? Totally customized. Yeah. So everything I do is super customized. Um, there's a lot of different options as far as like programs go, but it is typically just like a program. And in that program, we talk about the seven points. Really, I like to say, like, it's a full coaching program. So whatever comes up, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist by any means, but I do ask a lot of questions. And so whatever comes up in that program time, we'll conquer and we'll walk through. And it's so unique. I have some clients that just journal their food. I have some clients that we just like just talk about mindset and like how they're feeling and mental health and we don't even talk about the nutrition so it really is so catered to what do you need and obviously I have the structure of the seven points so we can actually move forward and get some things done but um and then I walk my clients through five phases really phase one is just gathering all the data what works for you um what foods do you like? What foods don't you like? Really figuring out you and your unique body. I also did just add in foot zoning into my practice, which is, are you familiar with that at all? So it's similar to reflexology ish because it deals with the bottom of the feet and there's just acupressure signals on the bottom of the, of the feet that match every organ and system of the body. And so it's 
a really good tool for me specifically because I can tell where there's where there is inflammation and we can work through that through like pressure signals. So I've enjoyed that because I get more in-depth look at what's going on internally. Um, and then phase two and phase three, that's kind of, I like to call that like the plus one, minus one phase. And so that's just creating and building new habits. If you're drinking soda every single day, okay, how can we reduce that? You don't have to completely cut it out overnight, but how can we reduce that and increase your water or something something similar like that? Yeah. So it's just taking away any habits that are no longer serving you and incorporating something that does. Quick question on that. Yeah. Based off your experience, what do you think is the hardest habit for people to break? Um, hardest habit. I would say, like, a, well, like a physical habit. I would say a big thing is the mindset. It's a lot of people go back to what they're comfortable. We all have, like, an emotional state that is comfortable, and it's like our emotional home. It's like, oh, I'm just always sad and depressed. I mean, even the way that people sit, they'll come into my office and kind of, like, slouch, and I'm like, wake up. Like, get your body moving because that's going to change how you feel, and that's going to change how you actually internalize the information. So I would say, honestly, like, over anything else, it's the state that you live in. Yeah. Are you creating a state of love, joy, happiness? fulfillment or is it misery depression and sadness you know and so yeah i would say overall that's awesome what do you think the average client spends with you monthly yearly yeah um average in my program is honestly about a year to a year and a half it's kind of what the client needs depending on the issue um weekly it's about a hundred to 130 so i don't know exactly what that would be yeah like yearly but yeah kind of a rough estimate Cool. What's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, so Instagram, I feel like I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot. So my username is just Lex underscore underscore Wilcox. A little tricky. I wish I would have just done one, yeah. but it's two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I'm not super active on Facebook or TikTok, but I do have that account. So you can always find me there. Just Lex Wilcox. Um, the website, we have a seven point nutrition. It's sevenpointnutrition.com. And so that's like the company's website. And then I'm just under Coach Lex. So we have like six or seven different coaches right now. And so, yeah, you can book a book a consultation through there. Consultations are always free. It's just a yeah. time to kind of chat and talk about your goals, what I provide, what you really need from me, digging deeper into your why and even why you want to do this program and see if we're a good fit. Totally. I think two two thoughts on that. Number one is the best investment I think anybody could ever make is in themselves. Absolutely. And then the second thing is like, I'm not big into diets. It's more of a lifestyle for mm-hmm. me. But I think anytime, if anybody was going to do that, I would totally contact somebody like you yeah. and figure out what's w- going to work for my body versus just trying to take something out of the box and plug into that. Totally. So Totally. And if you think about health, like if you're not feeling healthy, your relationship is going to suffer. Your confidence is going to suffer. Your relationship with your children is going to suffer. Your work is going to suffer. Like we had a whole company pay for all of their employees to do our program if they were willing. And they did like a half mark, like check just to make sure, like, are you following through? Because if they weren't, then they cut their, they wouldn't pay for it anymore. But it was really cool because as a company, they all grew because they were all, more healthy, more energized. They were noticing results. So they were more confident. They could go into work like 
excited again. So that was really, really cool to see like a company sure. come together. That's right. But yeah, your health impacts everything. So I feel like that is the most important investment that you can ever make. Definitely. Well, Lex, thanks for coming on. I learned Absolutely. stuff. I thought good. this was awesome. Good, good. I love geeking out on happy. it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.